Escape from Plan A. Point being that, okay, let's talk about that for a sec. So my original point here really is that for me, when I was looking at the way Asian guys talked online and the pre, the, the strong fixation that there is on white men and Asian women and all this, but absent any discussion of porn, to me, as an older guy, was weird because when I, like people discussed porn back in the day, like people, you know what I mean? Like they would joke about it at least or something like it was a constant thing that people would joke about, you know, but there wasn't even any jokes about it. Like it was as if it didn't exist. But I gathered like the degree to which they were, you know, interested or fixated on the topic of like white male sexual violence on Asian women, including say, for example, in uh, sex tourists going to Asia, things like this. I'm like, I don't know if you would have as an Asian American man, any direct experience or knowledge of that stuff. Right. Like, or when they were talking about historical acts of, uh, you know, uh, sexual violence, like through war, like in Vietnam or in Korea, like I don't you you know you might have heard of it or something in in history, but like I don't know. I remember hearing about that stuff, and it it it, it bothered me, but not to the degree that I would go and 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 talk about it a lot online. You know, like okay. does that make sense? Like I don't no, know if I'm, those I those knowledge that knowledge alone would be sufficient to precipitate the kind of discussions that I was seeing. I'm not sure I'm following. I'm saying that I think a lot of this stuff, in my estimation, I can't know for sure, it was really precipitated, precipitated by porn and by the way I think American porn forced a lot of Asian American young guys, especially lately, to eroticize racism. Yeah. I think that's a big problem, and it and it was a and it was one of those things where the uh, failure to address it um, made it made me think that that was even more the case. Like I could sense its effects, but no one and but its absence was uh, quite conspicuous. It was a conspicuous lack. Of discussion, and then and I'll and I'll say this is that I don't think that the absence of it meant that I think it was I in my opinion it's it's it almost proved it's the case was proved that it was missing in the sense that later on there were efforts online to create uh, porn right like out of those a lot of those spaces there were. There was actively like fundraisers and production efforts that were successful. They actually got around to doing it. Yeah, uh, to make to make porn. There was at least right? one, I think. Yeah, and 
What, and, what was um, the intent of that? I think the intent was similar to what Jeremy Long had said, and I he might have been involved in it a little bit. Uh, was it, it? It went back to the um, uh, what was his name? The the Asian American Studies professor. He's a Japanese American, uh, and he, he wrote an yeah Daryl Hamamoto, and he wrote a essay which i think is actually pretty good it's actually a pretty good essay uh or paper called the joy fuck club and uh <laughs> yeah yeah and uh yeah uh it's a little out of date that's you know i think like it it form you know we should have read that before the joy fuck club is was talking about how porn uh was a major and important domain of emasculation of asian men and the hypersexualization of asian women and that, that a lot of what we were talking about, we would talk about movies, we would talk about whatever. I mean, I think this, he was saying like, no, it, a lot of this is taking place in pornography, mm-hmm. which is not talked about. But it's, right. And, right and, and so that's what I'm saying is like, I, I really don't know whether it was Hollywood that was the big problem. I don't know if it was a bunch of guys that were super angry about Long Duck Dong. I think it was the real site of the injury uh, or the trauma came through uh, the racism depicted in pornography, and the very the sort of double bind I think that that racialized depictions of what amounted to sexual violence against Asian women on a specifically racialized racist basis was packaged and I think inadvertently consumed by a lot of Asian men who were seeking Asian women depictions of Asian women. And got that instead. Yeah. Uh, I think that that was a major, major factor in what was going on online. And the more I kept this sort of missing discussion in my head, uh, the more a lot of it made sense. I mean, that's probably uh, compounded with the actual racism that these guys are experiencing in school, you know. Oh, like sure. actual, like sure. actual bullying, you know, at at home. Sorry, at school, and then they come home and want to like Netflix and chill by themselves, so to but, speak. But, but and then they get that, I, and it's like more more trauma. It's more trauma, but I think that if it yeah. was just racist bullying, uh, the reaction to then turn that into constant discussions about not just white men who are the bulliers, but Asian women who are complicit in that. Oh, right. Yeah. I don't know if that happened on the playground. Yeah. That's the connection. Uh, You see what I'm saying? I think there are, I think there are, uh, I think all of the entirety of experiences will compound together. And I do think, um, I think the origin of the pain ultimately comes from day-to-day interaction on the playground or in schools, what have you. Uh, but a, the kind of, uh, what the the pornog the racialized pornography does is it makes it concrete, right? Like before, it was just this abstract idea. Now they've actually seen it happen, and whether or not uh, they logically understand that it's a fictional scene, uh, I, I think that it can still impact them on an emotional basis. Because like one thing that guys will point to is they'll talk about um, the, the you know there's a there's a, uh, some Asian girls will, um, like when you're young, right? Like you have a crush on somebody and it's bad enough getting rejected, but then you get rejected because of your race. Right. 
But uh, I mean, that, that definitely ha- happens. Okay, but that happens to women too. That happens mm-hmm. to girls by uh, Asian guys, and I just I don't think you see the the opposite being true. So I I do think that what Tina's saying is that like um seeing the that kind of stuff in porn it kind of like it does it makes what you're seeing concrete you know and mm-hmm. but it also basically legitimizes violence against women as an acceptable outlet you know a justified outlet for that that painful mm-hmm. feeling i see yeah and i, and I want to raise I, I guess i'm kind of like feeling uh, almost a, a need to raise an alarm about it because the the you know, in addition to this, I think that the nature of porn itself is actually getting worse in this regard, because uh, part of it is that porn used to be a very fantasy-based, escapist type of thing, where you were meant to understand that this was fake, right? Like you were meant to understand that this is imaginary, this is a bullshit scenario. These, and then they almost. Um, compounded it with the bad acting like intentionally bad <laughs> acting you know like yeah it's basically shitty camp it's camp yeah you're meant to understand <laughs> that this is all bullshit right this whole this whole fucking thing is bullshit it's just a fantasy whatever it's like a it's like a dream you know the dreams that don't make sense and there was an aspect of it that really reinforced this notion that this is a fantasy this is whatever but i think modern porn has become so real real uh in the sense of breaking the, um, I don't know if it breaks the fourth wall. It, it, it's so, how do I put it? It is not about anything. It is just itself. It is literally the product of the process of making it. Mm-hmm. Do, do you understand what I'm saying? Like, like it includes the first time that the guy and the girl meet and then a the negotiation of price and all that stuff, it's real. These are real people. And I think in that sense, you're right. It may, to the extent that there is a, uh, a traumatic effect or some sort of negative or injurious effect that this has on people, it has gotten more real in the sense that it's harder to understand that this is a fantasy. Like what I'm seeing actually happened. This is actual yes. people. This is how yeah. white men actually treat you know, Asian women, you know, like whatever. And, uh, and, and, and everything about the porn now is meant to reinforce the reality of it. I think, well, so I think to me, I think the realness, um, that's part of it, but it's also real in capturing the most commodified of human intimacy, right? Because you could have like, um, exactly. You, you could have the same thing that realness, but of just, you know, actual couples making their own porn and it wouldn't be the same effect, but it's just, it's, it's the, it's the deep violence and just like how completely commodified everything, like that real interaction is that, that, and if that's the only thing that you see when you're developing that like really fucks with your head. Yeah, I think there, there. I think that's another genre that probably exists outside of what we're talking about is amateur porn, right? Like that's not. Um, it's usually like a couple. There, it's usually like consensual between the two. It's not like, you know, a stranger or something. That's different. 
uh, and probably a lot less fucked up, you know. Um, but the the core of what we would consider the porn relationship of someone with money and someone who needs money um, and is willing to trade, uh, you know, being shown publicly doing some list of items that she's got to do. Uh, and um, the price is based on that list of, you know, uh, of acts. It's um, you're right. It is compl- it's totally and utterly commodified. And that is the point. That's the you know, it's like. It used to be hidden, like there was a hidden sheet somewhere that said, this is what you got to do and to get paid this much. But now the sheet is the whole content. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And uh, I think that when you get to that point, uh, I, f- I think it's probably pretty dangerous, I would think. I think we got to start treating porn as potentially dangerous and damaging. Uh yeah, I and guess I, well, at least there's got to be discussion around it. It can't just go unchecked, like yeah. you know. I guess well, we have we'll, discussions. Uh-huh. Sorry, go oh, ahead. No, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Uh, just real quick, just I mean, we we find it necessary to do that with other forms of media representation. How is this different? Like we, re, you know, we re- recognize that media has power. Uh, movies, televisions. There's all these uh, campaigns and efforts to to achieve equality in media representation, why would pornography be any different th- in terms of I, the I, impact it can have on people? Yeah, no, obviously, definitely. But what's the difference? I think the difference is it has become so repulsive. No, no, no. The, what I'm saying, like, that's in favor of... No, 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 I know. Uh, yeah, but I'm okay. saying, like, why do we treat it differently, right? Like, right. I agree with what you're saying, but how come in some way we haven't really talked about it? Like, you're making the case that uh, clearly, like, if this is true of movies... Yes. And movies can affect the way people develop. Why couldn't porn, right? Yes. And I'm saying, yeah, I agree. And why, so the question now is like, why don't we discuss it? Mm-hmm. Why don't we have a theory around it? Why don't we have, you know, wh- you know, why isn't this part of general understanding? And I think part of it is it has become so repulsive and so off the charts, um, violent and racist and misogynistic and all that stuff that I don't think people even want to acknowledge its existence Yet, at the same time, it's being consumed in incredible amounts. There's yeah. a lot of paradox and contradiction here. So I think... It's kind of like a fentanyl you know, problem. I think it's a case of, you know, um, America developing a bit of a split personality around porn. And porn is something now that exists completely in the shadows. Uh, this is one of my point. Like, earlier, you know, we would have, like, crossover between the porn world and the real world. And... Porn stars would become famous. Sometimes famous people became porn stars. There was a little bit of that going on. Mm-hmm. And um, back in the day, that was how you the Kardashians got famous, right? It was a little bit of a, oh, I'm a, yeah. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a non-porn person who dipped my toes into the porn world and I'm back. You know, like you could cross that gap and come back the other side and people understood that that existed. It was the obverse side of, of I think, public... Uh, culture around sexuality, but it was still uh, understood to coexist. Whereas now it's gone completely into the shadows is my point. And I think this happened relatively recently. And now it's like, nobody talks about it. You never see even any, like you never see any porn stars like on TV. There's no, not even an attempt for that anymore. 
we don't want porn anywhere near us when we're ourselves. Mm. We want porn segregated, hidden, uh, consumed individually, alone, and secret. Mm -hmm. And I think that is a very... I think that shows that there's like a shadow side of people when it comes to 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 that. And and it's and it's interesting because I had already seen the anonymous Asian spaces as a shadow identity of Asian Americans talking about things that they would not necessarily talk about in public. Yeah. Uh you know, when they were their normal social selves, right? But even in that space, even in an anonymous space, there wasn't any discussion about porn. Yeah. So it, it seemed like it, it was so hidden that it couldn't even come out in an anonymous space. And then, but I don't know if that for a fact. I mean, you know, you can, but I suspected it. And then later when, you know, one of the, <laughs> one of the, uh, one of the projects was to actually produce porn. I was like, there's no way that you would come up with, I want to produce porn when that wasn't, you know, and it wasn't on people's minds prior. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think that was kind of like, uh, we need to continue Jeremy, like we have to find a successor to Jeremy Long or something like that kind of motivation. But um, that, was, Diane, that, I, was that right uh, after yeah. he went to prison or something? Before, uh, yeah, I don't know how much detail I should go into, but um, it was like pretty much, right near the tail end of, of all the culmination of all the things that was going on in his life. Mm, okay. Yeah. 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 And I, I felt that there was a lot of, um, again, and I, and I want to be clear, like I am not criticizing this. I'm not demonizing this. I'm just saying that we, we've got to be upfront about the nature of it. There was, I think in many ways, a similar thing as to what, Daryl Hamamoto had said what Jeremy Long said, and they uh -huh. knew each other. I think he had discussed this with him before, or at least he claimed he did. And what uh, some of the guys online were doing in terms of crowdfunding, uh, you know, Asian male centric porn was the notion that this is something that we are going, that we ourselves can do or inflict or, you know, otherwise. Um, exert ourselves in meaning it had nothing to do with like sexual pleasure it had nothing to do with that it was a response to something that I think Asian guys felt was done to us right like why mm. would you need mm -hmm. to respond unless you felt that it was done to you interesting and I think that that suggests uh, that this was that 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 American porn and particularly the way it depicted Asian women uh, at the hands of white men was a sort of trauma or injury inflicted upon young Asian men. Yeah. Is my contention. And the reason they don't talk about it is the same reason that people generally don't talk about trauma. It's not yet something that can come out into uh, – it cannot be rolled into social interactions it cannot be socialized or understood communally yet yeah. yeah yeah i mean that's the definition of trauma it's not even just um integrated socially it's like it's not even integrated it's not even it's an experience that isn't integratable into the individual's conscious 
experience and their personal narrative about themselves. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, like the way that you're describing it, um, it's just like intense violence, just like, and like, like extremely commodified intimate relationships. I mean, that's kind of, it's not even so much as like watching or like consuming erotica anymore it seems to me more like if you're just shown videos of carnage over and over and over again for years and years since you were like a teenager and like that is super traumatizing but but at the same time told to masturbate to it right Right. yeah yeah how fucked up that is yeah yeah i mean and i mean i i think that that is i mean that's like shown to be super traumatizing you know like that's Mm -hmm. like that's the definition of trauma like people Mm. people who witness stuff like that over and over again they get ptsd about it you know, and like the way that you're describing, like it's not even talked about in these shadow spaces. Like it's just complete silence. Um, yeah. That show that I mean, that just sounds like a traumatic event that is just completely in a, a consciousness plane of its own. And it's like completely separate from your identity, completely apart from your conscious image of yourself and it just like it it is something that needs to be talked about to be able to be processed like you need to process it through um these discussions that we're having now to even be able to like reconcile it enough to you know like get get through your life basically you know because like it seems like something like this this kind of trauma um it, it does kind of explain why some people are just so stuck in these like revenge fantasies mm. <laughs> about, about yeah. like Asian women or like women in general, you know, like I hear it in yeah. my, when my friends talk about it, like one time this guy, I know he, like he was at a party and this guy uh, was with a girl and he said something racist to my friend. And my friend, when, when he told me about this, he was like, yeah, it just made me want to, uh, want to just like fuck that girl to get back at him huh and like it was a white girl but you know it's just like yeah like why would you i mean like if a white woman did something racist to me like my reaction is <laughs> you know what i mean it's just like how is that the first thing that you think of to get revenge on this guy yeah so like yeah, yeah like totally. is that like triad logic that I don't understand where it comes from, but like with this converse, like now that you talk about, you know, like what people are actually <laughs> seeing and doing in pornography, it does make more sense. Um, and I also want to say that like, because of this, like the, the gulf between men's experiences and women's experiences um, just get really wide, you know? Cause like, yeah, I don't think most women watch porn or at least not this kind of porn. And if this is mostly what men are consuming from like 12 years old into, you know, like adulthood, like, no, like Margaret Atwood talks about this too. In the eighties, she was saying like men have the expectation of just like completely dominating this bitch, you know? And like the, mm-hmm. like women are coming into a relationship with the expectations of like, you know, erotic novels or like whatever people are reading, 
you know, like Harlequin yeah. romances. Oh, yeah. hmm. And it just, it just creates such a, t- and, you know, nowadays they're all like women are expected to be sex positive and to, you know, just like do all of that. So it kind of creates this um, culture and this, this like uh, social spaces where like rape is pretty inevitable, you know? And like, that's why you see so much date rape and campus rape, you know, it's like all happening with uh, these young people and they're all super confused. Right. At the same time, sex has, has receded. Yeah. It's like, like at the same time, like actual consensual sex that people enjoy, hopefully, um, (laughs) is, has receded yeah, that people they're having less sex and you know what i mean like it, it almost seems to me like actual consensual sex is would 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 be a would 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 kind of maybe prevent some level of sexual assault or whatever you know what i mean like yeah if if we were at that sort of place these young you know like that would actually be beneficial but when you're and you know you got to think like you're adding big data to this where it's like, you know, let's say it's like 40% of all internet traffic. I think at some point it was more than 50%. I don't know what it is now. But you're talking about so many billions of searches and things like going on on these websites, which, by the way, are almost all invariably owned by one company uh, in the Netherlands. What, um, what company is this? Uh, they're called um, – let me look it up. Um <clears throat> Sorry. They're called shit. Oh, MindGeek. It's a uh, it's called MindGeek. Oh yeah, I've heard of yeah. them. Yeah, so MindGeek is uh sorry, it's a it's a it's a privately held Canadian company. Um and they have half it they had they have like probably a billion in revenue or something like this and they include Pornhub, RedTube, UPorn, uh Bra- and producers like Brazzers Digital play. I'm just reading off uh, Wikipedia here. Uh, Digital Playground, Reality wow. Kings, etc. They're a real major company, an online company. But you see what I'm saying by they're like dark matter. Like they probably have as much traffic or more than like a Facebook. They probably have as much or more data as a Facebook, you know, or a Google. But you, no one's almost no one's ever heard of MindGeek before. Yeah. Wow. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, they kind of this remind all... me of the Westworld company. <laughs> kind of, yeah. And and so yeah, they oh, have oh, sorry, all the, like That's the dark. Scary. They have all the dark shit, you know, all the data. All the dark shit, yeah. The real. <laughs> and think about that. They probably have. I mean, for sure, they have the money to hire people to write algos and stuff that can probably tease out exactly what gets people off to the, you know, to whatever and. If you actually pay attention to, uh, you know, obviously I am no stranger to these websites. There's the the technological advancement on these uh, on these sites far exceeds what you see in YouTube. YouTube is a real; it's on the tail end of technology that's being implemented at these pornographic websites. For example, if you go to YouTube and you click on the you know like the the progress button. It shows you little thumbnails of like what it would look like if you were to skip to that point, right? Do you know what I'm talking about? It's like a mm-hmm. little thumbnail preview. Yeah. That 
that happened years before on porn sites before it got to YouTube. And now on you, uh, the porn sites, you can even see there's a there's an activity graph that tells you what parts of the video are most watched and most focused on. So let's say there's like a huh. you know a long video, it'll tell you where all the action is using the wow. graph. And I've got to say, like their technology, they've got to have unbelievable amounts of data that can use algorithms to come out and like using fucking AI machine learning shit can tell you exactly what gets young men off these days on the internet. And that is going to drive the content and images that they see. So it's like this self-reinforcing loop. And I think this has gone way beyond the artistic and sexual tastes of one <laughs> porn producer, you know, with a sleazy, you know, like gold chains around his neck. It's gone into a fucking server in the cloud. So it's an AI process now. Like your 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 dick is like, you know, like totally being manipulated by uh, the cloud. You yeah. know, it's a very scary situation, if you ask me. So then is... Um, is uh was like if I recall correctly, um, is it Hamamoto, Daryl Hamamoto? Daryl Hamamoto, yeah, Professor Hamamoto. Uh, he was saying that like, um, you know, he produced that film, and the the idea was like to put content out there that shows uh, Asian Americans having sex in a in a positive, like human manner, right? And and that part of his um, theory was that like by putting this kind of content out there it gives asian americans a different way uh, to conceptualize love yeah and i think intimacy. that that's right and, and i think that was a, it, written in an earlier time when porn was seen as more sex positive and um not as problematic as it is now I mean, I think at some point, like, we were very comfortable. We were getting very comfortable with pornography. Like, that movie, uh, um, the one about the hustler guy, you know, like, um, uh, it was like a big movie, you know, like, like Woody Harrelson played the, oh. you know, and, and yeah. uh, Ed Norton Larry was his Flint lawyer. Like Larry, the people versus Larry Fint, yeah. Flint, right? Like, these yeah. people were, like, kind of heroes to us to a degree. Um they got us to chill a little bit, not be so puritanical about sex, right? Like mm -hmm. that was the idea behind them. And uh, I think he, I think what he was trying to say was that you can't really talk about, you know, Asian American, uh, you know, you can't really be full members of society unless you are included in pornography. Like people forget, like Asian American scholars, for example, forget that pornography is like a huge part of the hmm. uh, pie of media rep. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that's mm -hmm. why I called it Joy Fuck Club. He's like, okay, look, I, I get you got the Joy Luck Club, I get you got the novels, but at the end of the day, in America, people watch porn. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking about it, and like, I feel like the representation wars in Hollywood and in the literary world they're kind of crap like people don't really consume those anymore <laughs> it's all in gaming and in porn and like if you're not talking about those two industries and getting representation or just even like having like setting some sort of like standards for what is represented in those those two avenues like you're just gonna have like really fucked up young men for 
the next generation and beyond. Like it's like you, like nobody goes to movies anymore. You know, nobody yeah. fucking reads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and 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 I guess what I'm saying is that I agree with Hamamoto on that point, right? But mm-hmm. having heard and Jeremy Long claims that he had spoken with Hamamoto specifically about this. I don't know if that's true. I. I suspect that that might have been part of the myth making behind it. I don't know, right? Yeah. But, um, but it goes to show you that there was a lot of like, there was a lot of uh, uh, discussion and 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 stuff around this, right? Like this was thought about, and I think that Hamamoto's point is a good one, but an outdated one. And I think he wrote that probably a long time ago, maybe in the nineties. I don't know. What do you think makes it outdated? the nature of porn itself, right? Yeah. Like I think porn, yes, yeah. I think porn has changed and he might've had a point back then. And I think that a lot of the Asian guys that were taking part in these production efforts, let's say to make Asian male centric porn, um, two things. Well, they would use this cover story. I think if, if one of them, if one of these guys are listening now, they'd probably be a little bit angry by the way I'm, I'm describing it because they're saying, no, I, you know, the, the, the idea of the project was more along the lines of what Hamamoto was saying is like, no. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, no, go ahead. Uh, I would, if they were to try and make that claim, I would disagree because I, yeah, I I would too. I was a part of the conversation. I know how they were talking about it. And that certainly, um, that would not, it's not reflected in the content that they produced. Uh, and it was certainly not a part of the discussion. Because if they yeah. if they were following in Hamamoto's footsteps, uh, they would have pro- they would have produced something differently. Right, right, right. Exactly. That's that's exactly where I was going with this. Is they that they would not have taken the position that I think Jeremy Long took, which is like we can do this too to them, and so therefore we must focus on um, you know white women, right? Yeah. And so I I, I think Diana like. This is this is this is something that I've thought for a long time. I've, I've had a hard time trying to uh, explain this because I've I, I don't know if it's easy to understand. But my frustration a lot about the discussion online is that the toxicity of Asian men, so to speak, and I think that at this point we need to be honest that that is a real thing, just as it is among all fucking men online. Uh, and in the real world, uh, it seems it almost seemed uh, gratuitous, meaning like nothing was causing it. It seemed to come out of nowhere. Like what? Like what? Like I feel like the like let's say this thing about like uh, WMAF, right? I think the, the 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 thing is like what? Okay, I, I understand that there's a lot of uh, uh, WMAF couples, but what what did, what about that would create this level of anger about it right i think that that was some that was something that really no matter how much people try to bridge the gap like people didn't really understand that and and i think that a big i'm not saying all but a big missing piece of it that was exerting huge amounts of influence and 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 uh and a gravity into the situation uh was pornography and i remember i was uh talking to this guy uh there was a there was this um really uh uh a lot of anger around this guy named named uh, david bond he was a white pickup artist 
yeah. uh, who would go to Asia and uh, seemingly pick up women on the street of uh, Tokyo or Hong Kong, whatever. And then he would film himself in bed with them, right? And I remember this guy uh, sent me uh, a message saying, was he sending a message or he might have been actually writing this into a forum? He was like, that traumatized me. He, and I think he was from like Hong Kong. And he was saying that there was a video that he sent. And I saw the video. And uh, it wasn't that bad, to be honest. Like, it wasn't a porn video. He, he filmed himself going up to a guy, a Hong Kong guy, uh, like a, a local guy, Asian guy, that had two girls with him, very attractive girls. And he walks up, and I guess someone one of his friends is filming it, and he cajoles, coaxes, talks his way into the two girls sort of ditching that guy. And then next thing you know, they're sort of in his apartment, and they're all in bed or something like that, right? It's, it's not really a porn per se, but uh, that that's what that was about. And he was like, you know, that was straight up traumatizing to him, right? And... You know, it's interesting because it wasn't a porn, uh, but I take him at his word that these kinds of this kind of content uh, was created specifically uh, to create a sort of injury or trauma uh, to Asian guys. And later it turned out that uh, this guy, David Bond, was selling his uh, his um, wares, his secrets to success. And guess who his, guess who his customers were? It's all Asian guys, right? Like that, that, was the, that was the thing. Like part of this was a, sort of a sales like thing, right? Like this was a, this was a, a, con, a con game to an extent. So what am I trying to say? I'm trying to say that the ways that the gender divide occurred online, in my opinion, is, the, uh, is not the uh, existence of some obstruction. It was the absence of the uh, acknowledgement uh, that po that porn and this kind of thing was exerting a huge influence on the discussion. Mm. And uh, I, I the, once I thought of it that way, um, it, it started to make more sense to me. You know, I, I think there'll probably be a lot of denialism around it, to be honest. But to me, this is the only thing that really makes a good amount of sense about what's going on. It, it makes sense so. to me. I, I certainly think it's worth exploring. Yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah. like, it just seems like there's some like deep psychic wound that these people have. And it like, <clears throat> it's, it seems like just the stuff that happens every day, you know, like if somebody sees, like some Asian woman with a white guy that's like super triggering in a way that doesn't make, doesn't sense. make sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it, does. it doesn't make sense. Cause I, mm -hmm. cause I think like there are dynamics, right. That's that cut the other way. Right. Right. I like, I think there are a lot of people who are curious, like does the same thing trigger say Asian women when they see an Asian guy with a white woman. And even if there is a reaction, it's not the same. It's totally not like, the, the visceral triggering uh, mm -hmm. that I it seems that that it has for guys mm -hmm. and what's missing yeah because you know? uh, I, I also not, I also don't think that um, 
you know, it's based purely on just like, oh, these guys feel like, you know, their their identity as men entitles them to women's bodies. You know, the way that like f- like feminists will say, it's like a much more visceral like trauma informed reaction. You know, like there's some mm-hmm. things that will trigger me because of like uh, sexual assault trauma and like what the reaction that I see from these guys reminds me of that, you know, I'm not going to say it's the same thing because like, I don't, you know, there's like men who are sexually abused as well. And I don't think it's legitimate to like compare traumas, but I I do see it as like some sort of trauma response. Yeah, I think that in a way that this stuff is um, like a sort of emotional abuse of Asian guys effectively. And I used to think that it was um, like an accidental byproduct where it was like, okay, you're you're watching something that was meant for white consumption. So it's not a good – you know what I mean? Like there's certain aspects of this that you should not – there's a reason why you should not, you know consume this but then like online it got so fucked up that i started seeing stuff where i was like maybe this is actually intended to do this and i remember uh, a bunch of guys shared with me um a like a like there's a lot of apparently online you can you get a lot of like trolls like racist trolls and i assume they're white men who specifically go after asian guys online i have my theories as to why they do this but uh, it's neither here nor there. And I've got it pulled up here. And it ha- there's a lot about porn in it. Okay. So, like, I'm reading this and it says, if you're not okay, this is like two thirds of the fucking way through. This thing's really long. If you are not okay with, oh, and by the way, this is a white guy writing as if he's an Asian woman. But there's no, again, there's no pretense that this is real. Like, you're not, you're not even supposed to believe that. So, you say, if you are not okay with Asian women dating white men, you are a Nazi sympathizer. And why does everyone have such a problem with Asian girls doing porn? I think it's progressive and it's the, it's the liberation of Asian women. Asian women are so traumatized by Asian misogynists who think their women should be forbidden from having sex. But, but now they are in the West and free to do whatever or, or we are free to do whatever we will do whenever we want and who we want and including through porn. What's wrong with that? I think more of us should do porn just to piss off those misogynistic Asian guys <laughs> who want to control our lives. That's so cartoonish. So like- oh, yeah. No, but it keeps it's, – it's interesting. It keeps going on. I mean it's just amazing. Um, uh, I don't know if there's any point in, in continuing to read this. But this, that, that it, it keeps hitting this note about like you need to uh, like love porn and view it as – you know, liberation and this is what I'm saying is like, this is the reality, right? Like porn is the reality. Now this is your reality. Uh, And I think in a way we could talk, this is probably going too deep into this at some point, but like, I do want to, I do think that that sets up a very strange subjective position for Asian American men where their, their subjective frame of sexuality is as, a voyeur uh, into uh, something that they're excluded from on a racial basis. And I think that's why uh, it, 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 it sets up this sort of weird fixation uh, between 
themselves white men, Asian women, Jungian triad. <laughs> so, yeah, like, it's that very clear totally to me. makes sense. I mean that, yeah. um, you know that like uh, that that story about my black friend that I was saying earlier. That's exactly what that is, right? Mm-hmm. It's like he could only imagine himself. I mean, he could only like get it up basically if he imagined his dick to be white because of the porn that he saw. It's like a right. physical manifestation of cognitive dissonance. Yeah. You, you know, I, I think that I've had conversations with people who have thought about not not I don't they haven't thought about it this way, but like they have thought about a lot about this whole WMAF thing. And uh, I have asked this in the past and I'm curious, John, what you think. I think that there is a certain sort of surplus enjoyment. <laughs> Maybe we should talk about Lacan at some point in the future, but. I think there is a certain amount of racial surplus enjoyment for a lot of these guys online when it comes to WMAF in that an Asian woman to them is actually more attractive when she's with a white guy.